I remember I was once in a relationship with a woman. She was 25 years old at the time. And she told me I was the first man who had ever told her no. Can you imagine what that would do to a person? Being an incredibly beautiful woman is kind of the equivalent of being some billionaire scion. You just grow up with this extremely distorted view of life and other people. Do you think folks like this typically have the emotional intelligence, let alone the distress tolerance, to enter into a normal give and take relationship? I mean, temper tantrums are not a good look at any age. They are really ugly at 25 or 35. Here's another reason. It's often the case that when women blossom earlier in life, they can receive a kind of attention and priority that disincentivizes them from developing other aspects of themselves their personality, their interests, their skills, their career, the kinds of things that make them good and interesting and lovable, and the kinds of things that make it easier to have a relationship with them. And let me tell you, the older I get, the more effortlessness in a relationship matters to me. What in the feast of Sam Hain is going on tonight? Tonight's topic... The beauty trap, the beauty privilege trap. What? An intriguing look at the potential pitfalls of being beautiful in the dating game. In today's society, beauty privilege holds a significant influence over our perception and interactions, particularly in the realm of intimate relationships. Tonight's topic, we attempt to delve into the multifaceted, uh, complex, you know, uh, strange, I guess, obscure world of beauty privilege and its ability to form genuine connections between or based on shared values and interest. The beauty privilege, my goodness. It explores how beauty privilege can lead to a lack of trust, insecurity, superficial focus, difficulty in establishing healthy relationships, competition, pressure to conform, fear of rejection, lack of acceptance, and a reliance on superficial qualities. Additionally, tonight's show will examine how beauty privilege affects the perception of one's own worthiness of love and affection, the ability to form meaningful connections beyond physical attraction, fear of vulnerability and intimacy, and the sense of objectification and commodification in relationships. Oh, no. This is about to be ugly. That's what we're trying to do tonight. Are insecure men? Look, can we be honest? Just because I want to be honest tonight and I want to talk to real people tonight. Are insecure men the reason? Are they the main reason why there's a beauty trap privilege? Insecure men? They'll pay for it. They'll perform for it because she's beautiful don't you have to be more than just beautiful oh god tonight's topic is gonna be a heater get to your phone lines i want to have a national discussion about this the beauty privilege trap an intriguing look at the potential pitfalls of being beautiful in the dating game do you have to really know anything if you're beautiful
For a lot of men, you don't. Just be on my arm. Just be here. <laughs> you being beautiful validates me as a human. For a lot of men. Ugh, this is about to be ugly. Is there such a thing as the beauty privilege? Is there? I don't know. Is pretty privilege mostly supported by insecure men? I guess would OnlyFans still be in business? That's mean. I shouldn't have said that. Would OnlyFans... Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> Does being extremely attractive alone automatically make you a great catch? Woo! What is the beauty privilege effect? What else does a woman or a man have to bring to the table other than attractiveness? Do you guys have any answers for this? I want to know. I don't have the answers. You have them. <laughs> True or false? While we live in a world that might like to claim beauty is only skin deep, the clear reality is physical attractiveness is a social commodity with personal and professional value attached to it. Pretty people get better jobs. Did you know that? Ugly people, you better be qualified out the tail. You hear me? You ugly. You better have 37 degrees. You better Listen, you better know Kung Fu and Jeet Kune Do. You better know it all. You better be able to perform security, everything. But if you cute, you got the job. I'm not saying all attractive people aren't skilled. I'm just saying being attractive helps you get further in life. Being ugly, you get side-eyed. Even if you're, I'm just saying, even if you're qualified, they'd be like, look at, look at just ugly. Just over there ugly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I want to talk to y'all tonight. Get to your phone lines, 1-800-920-1580. I, it's, it's a real situation. How does beauty privilege impact self-esteem and self-worth? I want to know. Can beauty privilege lead to a lack of genuine connection and emotional intimacy in relationships? And, and let's just be real. Brothers, let's just be, be real. Samson and Delilah, let's just be real. Brothers, are you softer or weaker in the presence of a beautiful woman? Does she have more power over you? Do you lack self-control and self-discipline because she's beautiful? And ladies, have you played men to the left and brought them back because you knew you could, because you knew they couldn't resist your beauty. Ooh-wee. Let's just be honest. Can we be, be honest and shame the devil tonight? Huh? <laughs> Ladies, you know the power of flirting to convert. Flirt to convert, but you can't flirt if you're ugly. I'm sorry. I'm telling the truth. When you're beautiful, you can flirt 
to convert. You can you can bat an eye. You can wink and you can move forward. Is this not true? I need somebody to call in and talk to me tonight. Apparently, Andy got something to say. Andy, what is on your mind, brother? Nah, it just got me thinking about a, a line from Common on the song I used to love her, where he says, I get geek when she comes around. Ooh. And I was like, yo, that's like the perfect description. I get geek every time you come around. I don't know how to act. Right. But yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. Heavy for the hip hop heads out there. Andy is on one tonight. Can beauty privilege lead to a fear of vulnerability and intimacy in relationships? Uh, does beauty privilege contribute to a sense of objectification and commodification in relationships? Right? You are a trophy. And I worked hard in this, in this world. I climbed this ladder. And I purchased you. Ooh. Now you stand over there and you look pretty. Objectification and commodification. Yee, yee. Or the flip of that. I am too pretty to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Hey, hey. Does beauty privilege contribute to a lack of empathy and understanding for others in relationships? Because you're pretty. Does that make you less contented in a relationship? Because you have so many options. Options are just going to keep flowing because you're pretty. Because you're attractive. I want to know your thoughts tonight. Listen, when I come forward, I am going to the phone lines. We got a national conversation ready tonight. I want to talk to you about the beauty privilege trap. Does how you look impact your success in school, work, or how the world treats you? Do people perceive advantages in life simply because society deems them beautiful? This is what's called pretty privilege. To find out what psychology says about pretty privilege, keep watching. Treated differently. Social psychologists Michael Hogg and Graham Vaughn say that attractive people receive different treatment and face different assumptions. Those who meet a certain standard of beauty are often the recipients of better social treatment and advantages in life, meaning those who don't meet these standards of beauty receive social disadvantages. Before we talk about what these advantages are, let's first explore what is considered beautiful according to psychology. Beauty standard. What is beautiful? Does it lie in the eye of the beholder? Is it decided by trends and media? Or is there a measurable way to define what is pretty? According to anthropologist Clellan Ford and psychologist Frank Beach, cultures have their own beauty ideals, meaning not all cultures view beauty the same way. Naturalist and biologist Charles Darwin was struck by these differences, finding that different cultures have certain preferences for skin color, body hair, size, and beauty practices. However, there are certain features that are viewed as attractive cross-culturally. According to psychology, facial symmetry and an average-looking face is considered most attractive. Evolution. When someone attractive catches your eye, you probably aren't thinking they're beautiful because they look average and symmetrical. So what do these psychological findings mean? And where do they come from? 
Psychological studies show that people view average looking faces as the most attractive when they compare individual faces to computer generated faces, representing the median or average features of a certain population. These computerized faces end up being highly symmetrical. Forensic neuropsychologist Judy Ho explains that symmetry generally has a correlation to biological strength and healthy genes. From an evolutionary perspective, reproduction is critical to ensure that an organism's genes don't die, which means preferences may be adaptations for mate choice because attractive traits signal important aspects of mate quality, explains psychology professor Jillian Rhodes. The idea that beauty comes from an evolutionary reproductive need suggests that we are instinctively wired to view certain people as pretty. Privilege. The advantages of being pretty start early. Children with pretty privilege get higher grades, more popularity, and are observed as being better adjusted than their peers. According to social psychologist, Michael Hogg and Graham Vaughn, in adulthood, beautiful adults have more dates, more career success, and are more liked by their peers. Another piece of the puzzle when looking at the advantages of being pretty is what psychologists call the halo effect, which is if you view someone as having one good trait, you can then associate many other good traits with the original. So if you view- What in the world? So pretty people get to get away with everything. And we didn't even tap into the racial piece of it. Lord, 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 pretty privilege. <laughs> oh, man, this is a heavy topic tonight. We got callers all over the country. Well, right now, all of our callers are from the great state of California. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Hey boy, California is in the building. Let's get this California movement popping. Who's been on the longest? Sean, Oakland, California. Get in here. Hey, brother. Well, it's a great topic because um, there's nothing wrong with being born in your whatever situation physically that you present, right? And and people might think you're beautifully, uh, you know, uh, you know, with your own physical situation, but Physical stuff is going to give you a foot in the door. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, men, and I'm I'm a man, and, and I love seeing beautiful women. I love seeing beautiful, you know, older women. I don't want to say any kind of ridiculous stuff. Yeah, you're getting close, but, but go ahead. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. No. Come on. But, I mean, hey, I have a, a, a 14-year-old a girl and all that. So I have to be so respectful. But what I'm saying is, yes, they have physical um, beauty, right? You know, 20, 30 year olds and all of that. But that fades or it will fade. Mm -hmm. It will still look beautiful if you understand their mind. So if, the, if you're beautiful, it's not your fault. To, it's not a negative. I don't want it to sound like a negative if you're a beautiful um, looking person. And that's subjective, right? Because I know lots of people that love their mate that I might, I, might 
not seem they're beautiful, but they are beautiful to the person they're with. Right. And they could have an amazing longevity in their relationships and raise beautiful kids right. and do beautiful things for the community. Right. Right. No, I agree so, with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, Sean. Sean, guess what you just did? All right, man. Come on. Hey, well, I want to talk to you all night, brother. So I'm saying, <laughs> look, I'm just saying, make sure that beauty isn't the number one thing you look at, but there's nothing wrong with someone thinking that you're beautiful Agreed. and carry that on throughout your family because, you know, you show confidence, but those are the people that can look at people that have special needs or some other kind of deficits that are very, very hard to and live in our point. society. And they'll go in there and they'll help them. Yeah. And they'll help them. And, and that's, you know, so anyway, that's, I'm just saying there's no deficits with being, you know, good looking, but that's subjective. No, what it is, what do you do? It's about that action. It's <laughs> Come about on. that action. What do you do with that beautiful face? What do you do with that beautiful body? What do you do with it? You know, are you, when I say smart, that's subjective too. I just mean, are you curious? Are you trying to better yourself mentally? Okay. That's an amazing thing in society. That's what we need to do. Because I'll tell you what, throughout this planet, we all see beautiful physically. Now, Sean, but, you know I'm up against the clock now. Now I got yes, you. Yes, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, brother. All right. Hey, but I appreciate you, Sean. Thank you so much. Sean was like, man, I got to get it out. Hey, everybody's opinion and perspective here is welcome and we want you to share it like Sean be sharing. Sean be sharing. We want you to share like Sean. Listen, when I come forward, we got L.A. in the house deep. I want to go with Daryl. I want to go with Jay. They up in there. We want to hear their perspective about pretty privilege. This very, very interesting topic tonight. When we come forward, more from the VOR. You're considering two people for a job, one pretty, one ugly. In achievements, they're equal. Who do you hire? The pretty one? No, the ugly one. They accomplish just as much while having a bias against them. Always factor in other people's prejudices. I think what's interesting about this one is we hear so much about white privilege. We hear so much about male privilege, but we don't hear about the privileges which actually and experimentally have a much greater influence on life outcomes. And those are pretty privilege. They are more likely to be hired in job interviews. They are more likely to get higher earnings. They're more likely to have the door held open for them. This is particularly true of attractive women because men tend to judge people by their appearances more than women do. So, I mean, attractive women are some of the most privileged people in the world, but unattractive women are some of the most unprivileged people in, in the world. Or for a man, like the depth of their voice, leaders are more likely to be elected if they have deep voices or if they're taller. But we never hear about attractiveness and how much of a privilege that is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, I know a lot of people wasn't ready to hear that. I know a lot of people wasn't ready to hear that. Andy clearly wasn't ready. Andy, what's on your mind, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, this just brings me back to college and some of the conversations that I would have with some of my male friends. And I remember one male friend would always say that, like, if he was, a, you know, a business owner and he was, you know, in charge of hiring people, mm -hmm. he'd be quick to hire a pretty woman than a guy mm -hmm. you know what i mean number one because 
he already feels like there would be some sort of competition, you know what I'm saying, if there was another male. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a good thing to look at while you're at work. Wow. I was like, wow. surprised. Oh. But I understood it. Yo, I want you guys to get involved. I want you to get involved. Tonight's topic, the pretty or the beauty privilege trap. An intriguing look at the potential pitfalls of being beautiful in the dating game. Beauty privilege refers to the advantages and benefits that individuals receive solely based on their physical attractiveness. While some may argue that beauty privilege is not real, it is undeniable that physical attractiveness holds social and professional value in our society. Tonight's topic, we're going to try to explore the impact of beauty privilege on self-esteem, expectations and relationships, power dynamics, emotional intimacy, and the overall dating culture. Impact on self-esteem and self-worth. Beauty privilege can have a significant impact on an individual's self-esteem and self-worth. How? How? Well, those who possess beauty privilege may develop a reliance on external validation, leading to a distorted sense of self-image and identity. The constant pressure to maintain physical attractiveness can create a fear of aging and loss of attractiveness, which can further erode their self-esteem. Here we go, here we go. Unrealistic expectations of relationships. Beauty privileges may create unrealistic expectations in relationships. How so, Zoe? When someone is considered extremely attractive, they may be perceived as a great catch solely based on their looks. However, this can overshadow other important qualities such as compatibility, emotional intelligence, and shared values, spiritual awareness, self-awareness, uh, mutual, the ability to, uh, you know, express mutual respect, conflict management skills, uh, effective listening skills, communication skills. Just because they're pretty don't mean all of that come with it. Consequently, relationships based solely on physical attraction may lack depth and longevity. Impact on power dynamics and emotional intimacy, beauty privilege, can affect the dynamics, the power dynamics of a relationship and control in relationships. The person with beauty privilege may hold an advantage, leading to an imbalance of power. This can hinder genuine connection and emotional intimacy, as the focus may be more on external appearances rather than emotional compatibility and vulnerability. Oh, tonight's topic. Let's get these callers in here. Who's been on the longest? Daryl from Los Angeles. Get in here. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Hey, love this topic, man. Talk to me, um, I live there. This is where I live. I love tall, at least 5'10", beautiful sisters. She's got to be a sister because I, I, I relate to her the most. But yes, yes. we got to put it in context. Physical beauty, physical beauty is a misnomer. Okay, if she fine, she fine. Ain't no, ain't no washing of that. Ain't no misconceptions about that. But the the internal beauty, 
that's what you want both of them together. Because like if I if I if I step to a, uh, a, a beautiful a beautiful woman, and I who I perceive as beautiful, um, and you know I'm, I'm shooting my shot. And if it, if it progresses from there, then so be it. But if I take that same woman out on a date, because I love I love nice restaurants, even a cheesecake. I'll do a cheesecake. I don't know what they're talking about, but um, <laughs> I'll um, I'll uh, I'll take it to a nice restaurant, and she's rude to the waiter or the server. That's gonna turn me off, man. I don't care how fine you are. You know, you have to have a certain humbleness about you. I mean, yeah, you fine, and I got that, and I, I, that's what attracted me to you. But it, it it comes with stipulations. You can't be just a, you know, uh, all wilding out and you know coming disrespectful. To people you can't be disrespectful. Yeah, basically, yeah, sum it all up. Disrespectful right. to me or who the server, unless the server is, you know, if the server is out of pocket, then I'll deal with that. But you don't have to, you know, kick up any dust. But they're on the same by the same. Um, on the same uh, subject matter, beauty can also be a curse because, like, you were just getting into uh, though about women that you know uh, they—that's all they got is their beauty, and they rely, rely on that. But then they get a scratch or a bump on their face, and then they go into <laughs> you know, it kind of throw them into something because. Well, wait, you know, Daryl. Let me just—it ain't just women. You got men out there that are. Listen, you got men out there getting their eyebrows done. Okay. Let's just be honest, bro. You got men out there who don't want their beards to be gray. You got men out there older than me. I just said, let, let my beard go gray. No. You got men out there doing it, man. They Come on now. Yeah, look at Michael Jackson, man. Look at Michael Jackson. I mean, dude just had so many surgeries. He, when he was a brother, though, he was cool. He, um, but that—that's what I was talking about—the beauty being a curse, either male or female. But I'm focusing on female because, you know, that's where I'm at. Because you're a man, I get it. But I'm just saying, there are men out there who weaponize their attractiveness too. Well, true, true, true. And like, I can co-sign on that because, you know, I'm not a bad-looking guy, but I ain't doing my arch and my eyebrows or nothing like that. <laughs> and I ain't colored my beard, but I have. I have in the past. <laughs> I have colored my beard when I was about 50. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to speak to that. And also say this, Joe. You and Andy, man, I just want to <laughs> hang out with you two brothers at a, <laughs> at a club or a bar. So I can't do the cigarette. I can't do the, uh, the, the smoking. I don't like to smoke with the cigars and everything. But you two brothers, man, we got to go to a club. It's all me, man. Hey, man, what I appreciate you, Daryl. I just you, you guys and just hear y'all talk about people. Daryl, guess what you just did? I I think I just brought L.A. up into the L.A. Place. up in the building. When we come forward, we going to talk to Jay from L.A. as well. We got Attila from Houston, Texas, and the phone keep ringing. We got a lot to talk about on this topic. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. That's John B., right? And that was the phase when John B., you know, was signed to Babyface and he was sounding like Babyface. No disrespect. John B. Pasadena. So I got to give Pasadena love, okay? That's John B. The name of the record is Pretty Girl. But I want to play it a little later. 
I want to hit my people upside the head with so fine by mint condition. Can I get so fine by mint condition? Come on, turn it up. Have you ever seen a woman this fine? This is for all these special people who God created. Put on this earth. So beautiful indeed. A beautiful lady The kind defined in a dream And dreams are so real for me Come on, man With eyes so warm and soothing Woo. They put me in a trance And I imagine a Ladies and gentlemen, my playlist is my co-host. That's Mint Condition, so fine. What what an amazing record. Boy, I tell you, tonight's topic, pretty privilege. How much do some men allow some women to get away with it? Because they got pretty privilege. And vice versa. I know handsome men get away with a lot of goofiness that quote-unquote unattractive men get called out for. Why is that the case, ladies? Andy clearly got something else to say. Talk to me, Andy. Hey, Zo. <laughs> yes. I know you have some privilege in your life. Oh. Uh. Soon as you, soon as you look at them, huh? Oh, whoa. <laughs> here we go. Them eyes, homie. I know them <laughs> eyes. <laughs> boy, I know you was trouble back in the day, huh? I'm trouble today. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let me just. Man, my girl basically clowned me recently. It was like, no, your eyes don't mean nothing. I ain't, I ain't never. Your eyes don't matter. The color of your eyes don't mean nothing. nah but yeah 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 i will say this no i won't say it Uh, let me get my callers in here (laughs) so somebody gotta ask me one of my callers asked me this who been on the logs jay los angeles get in here bro (laughs) brother brother what's going on man yes sir how are you brother I'm good, man. I want to start off first by saying, man, I appreciate you dropping that knowledge on me a couple of um, shows ago, man. It uh, really hit home, and I appreciate you taking that time out. Righteous, righteous, brother, righteous. I appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, man, um, I'll take it a step further as far as the topic is um, concerned. You have the invention of social media now has a lot of these these new age soy milk brothers out here just running around and they didn't have to come up and get it the way we had to get it. They didn't have to learn to maneuver these streets and they didn't have to learn how to approach women and, you know, speak to them face to face and be charismatic. And you didn't have to, you know, learn how to use your mouthpiece and have your appearance together. 
Now all you have to do is pick up your phone or your tablet, and now you have women at the click of, of, a, of a finger. You know, so now there's no social skills. You got a bunch of game goofiness that's going on out here now. So they're just clicking and liking on anything and leaving thirsty comments under any picture. So much so now to where not only the pretty women, but the women who would be considered average are now walking around with a, a sense of entitlement, a overinflated ego. Like, I deserve privilege. Like, um, for example, you were touching on the, um, what's been, you know, she's been, you know, known on Negro Net now as the Cheesecake Factory Lady. And I, I looked at that sister, and don't get me wrong, I mean, she, she had a cute face, well endowed. But if we're going to be honest, she was about a heavy six at best. If we're going to be honest. Wow. So okay, I nice. haven't been on her page. I'm sorry, go ahead, brother. No, I'm listening, brother. Go ahead. Just speak your truth, brother. I haven't been on her page, so I don't know what she posts, but I would be willing, if I was a betting man, I'd be willing to bet there's a lot of thirst trap photos, and, you know, she probably gets, you know, a lot of, oh, this, that, and the third, a lot of gay, what I call Gatorade comments, you know, because the thirst is real. But now you have, this, and, and it, it just it had me baffled because, one of the, the lines that she said was, you don't take someone that looks like this to the Cheesecake Factory. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, so okay, so the game has gotten that messed up now to where you can't take a woman to the Cheesecake Factory. That's one. Two, you said someone that looks like this, but if you follow the story, you would know it took that woman an hour to get herself together. That means you're portraying yourself as, oh, I'm so beautiful, and how dare you belittle me by taking me to the Cheesecake Factory. But you took yourself an hour. It took you an hour to put that package together. Now, I'm not trying to denigrate the sister, but at the same time, you have a, an environment that has been created to where women who are actually pretty, now in my travels, like the ones that I'm running into now that are pretty, they're the ones that have a more humbled mentality because you have brothers who are aiming for low hanging fruit, Ooh. you know, dare I say, you know, so now the line between pretty privilege, who's pretty, who deserve to be treated a certain way and who just, you know, deserve to have an inflated ego. Now the lines have been blurred to where now you have a lot of sisters, man. Like I, I was at a grocery store and was, you know, going to get some damn mayonnaise and the woman, you know, walked past and I, I spoke to her and I said, hello, you know, and, and just just me saying hello, she turned around and looked, but her energy was so vile and just so kind wait, of wait. to where it's like, she no, looked, no, wait, I need you to hang on. I got to carry you over because you cook him right now. And I feel like you got even more to say. So you just stay right there, Jay. Man, oh, man, he, he's, he said a couple of things I have to address real quick. Number one, well, the first thing I have to address is me. When I was at my most attractive, I was at my ugliest. I have to inside. That's going to be the second hour. It don't matter what you look like on the outside. When I was at my youngest, because people be saying, oh, I bet you when you was young, you was something. I was, but I was at my ugliest, right? And then the other thing he said, he said, I'm not trying to denigrate the sister. Side note, did you know the word denigrate 
has the word Negro in it. The root word of denigrate has the word Negro in it. It means to darken. I'm not trying to darken the system. I know he didn't mean it that way. But I'm saying, you know, there's a very powerful book out there written by a friend of mine by, by the name of Furpo Carr. And he talks about the racist origin of words. So when we say I'm not trying to denigrate somebody and I'm not saying this brother said that or meant that. I just thought that that was interesting when he said, I'm not trying to denigrate the system. I'm not trying to darken the system. We're going to get into the darkness of your ugliness in hour number two. And my brother Jay from Los Angeles is going to keep cooking with that rarefied grease. Everybody on this app wants to talk about how people are consistently benefiting from pretty privilege, but nobody wants to talk about how pretty privilege can actually affect your life in a negative way. I first wanted to say this video is not saying to feel bad for people that are conventionally attractive. I just want to let people be aware that pretty privilege affects people's lives in different ways. And it's not always positive, so yeah. For one, girls that benefit from pretty privilege, sometimes guys don't even take you seriously. If you are one of those girls and that does happen to you, you just kind of have to deal with it. You just kind of have to realize, like, okay, this guy's really into me, but, like, he might have a girlfriend. He might just, like, want to hook up with me. I don't know. You never know. Another thing is girls seeing you as competition. Sometimes a girl will front as her your friend, but literally she has the worst intentions for you and she secretly wants to see you fail. And I talked about this before, but feeling lonely and just being excluded from things. So yeah, pretty privilege is a privilege, but just keep in mind that not all pretty girls have it all together or have the perfect life because they're pretty. Well, I guess she told y'all. <laughs> Tonight's topic, pretty privilege, right? The beauty trap, the beauty privilege trap. Just because somebody is attractive does not mean that they're a good catch. And there are many pitfalls in intimate relationships that are buttressed around this idea. Just because, let, let me tell you something. You hear me talk about Krishnamurti a lot. We live in a toxic society, blah, 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 blah. Listen, when you're, in, it's not only toxic and dysfunctional, right? But then there's this spiritual and moral bankruptcy, right? So now the pretty person in society with no moral compass, no spiritual awareness, no knowledge of self, just the ambition to be seen, right, in the mirror of this toxic society makes pretty people almost demonic. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not talking about all pretty people. I'm not talking about all people. But when you lose the ability to see the inherent beauty in life, which many of us have, we see, listen, we've turned opportunity into beauty. We've turned ambition into beauty. We've turned accomplishment into beauty. Listen to what I'm saying. Right? The aesthetic is more important than what's kinetic, what's internal, what moves us in, a, in an authentic, real way. And I'm bringing that out today. If you got somebody who is just aesthetically beautiful, what do you really have? What can they bring to the table 
that enhances your spirit. The Bible says, when a man findeth a wife, what does he find, Andy? A good thing. A good thing. That means if a man is a quality man and a man is putting in work on himself and a man is trying to beautify himself internally, a good woman will come along. A beautiful woman will come along and enhance what's already going on. See, you can be beautiful externally and come in and ruin that man's life. And vice versa. Right? I, listen, and vice versa. You could be a good woman, minding your business, and you could get caught up in the snare of an attractive man. Right? He might not have nothing going on, and he'll serve as an anchor to drag you down. And you gave him a chance because he was beautiful. Huh? Because he was attractive, right? Am I lying? How many of y'all have, uh, have had difficulty establishing healthy boundaries because, oh, I can't resist you. You're so handsome. You're so attractive. You're so sweet. You're so beautiful. How many of y'all? All right, you can have it. You can, oh, okay. You put yourself in destitution because they beautiful. Don't act like you haven't done it. Let me get my brother Jay in here. Jay, come in here, man, and finish your thought, brother. <laughs> hey, brother, you just dropped a, you dropped several jewels, man. Um, the word denigrate. I never really looked at it in that fashion, brother. Like I never stopped to to look at the root word and say, well, Dan, could it? you know, be potentially something um, that could be viewed in a negative fashion. I, I never really thought of it that way, brother. You just kind of rock my head, Paul. Oh, no, man. I'm with you, brother. We brothers. I'm just sharing. That's all. <laughs> and, and I appreciate that because um, my, one of the models I try to live by is you're never too old to learn. Yes. You know, keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, and sometimes your mouth closed, and someone who may know a little bit more than you will be able to educate you on something. So I appreciate you dropping that, brother. That was heavy. Oh, man, it's all love, brother. It's all love. So what's your final thought on tonight's topic? Um, you know what? Um, the game is, like I said, it's, it's been mixed up and it's kind of been turned upside down. And um, I try to keep a spirit of humility when dealing with people. Uh -huh. So um, you do have people who <clears throat> who are beautiful, who would be you know, considered somewhere in the middle. Um everyone's kind of walking around with like a mixed up state of mind. So I believe personally that it's all about how you internalize yourself, how you view yourself right? and what you present and what you bring to the table that will determine your ultimate beauty. Because if you're beautiful and, you know, unless you, you know, trying to, you know, have your woman out doing something she ain't supposed to be doing strange, but your beauty will not pay the rent. It won't pay the bills Come on. unless you're in Milan somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, so you have to bring substance. You have to bring something tangible that will help further the relationship. And so that's really, to be honest, brother, that's what's the commodity now. What is it that you bring to the table? Right. What peace can you provide? You know, because like when you're done with your body, I mean, you're not going to be beautiful to you about 60, 65 unless you lean a horn or something or, 
you know, you have some sisters that, you know, go on into their early, later years, excuse me, and are still, you know, beautiful sisters. I, I saw a 75-year-old sister that was, looked like she was every bit of 40. Right. So, right. you know, some, but, you know, that's, you know, not the standard, but you have to bring something mentally and emotionally. And spiritually. That will help. Yeah. There you go, brother. There yeah. you go. That so raise the value you, up. You drilling down on some things. Understanding makes you more beautiful. Empathy mm. makes you more beautiful. Compassion makes you more beautiful. Uh, 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 what's the what's the other word? I'm looking for this word. Uh, uh, collaborative, a collaborative mm. spirit makes you more beautiful. You understand what mm. I'm saying? When you can, yes, sir. if you start adding these spiritual qualities, which I call currencies to your physical attractiveness, now we start having a different kind of experience. And I'm not saying the woman is the only person that's supposed to bring that to the relationship. I think if you cultivate it within yourself, Mm. right? If you cultivate that within yourself, you'll be able to manifest that in your life. Because many times Mm. what we do is we go looking for what is missing or what we haven't cultivated in ourselves i'm telling you right now if you cultivate understanding if you cultivate forgiveness if you cultivate self-esteem self-love self-approval self-acceptance you cultivate mutual respect you cultivate compromise you start cultivate cultivating higher level stuff you're going to start experiencing higher level stuff in your relationships what are your thoughts and that that's extremely heavy brother and it is it's very prevalent because um that I like I said, I try to carry myself with the spirit of humility, and I look for just someone to match that energy. Like you, don't get me wrong, brother. Like I said, the, the outer shell only lasts so long. It's what's inside that sometimes adds to your value. So, uh, and I'm, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure a lot of brothers will say the same. Peace is one of the most ultimate goals and one of the most attractive qualities that you can find in a woman, a woman that brings you peace, that brings you support, that makes you feel like oh, I, you're wanted, that, you know what, I, I support you. I got you. Like you will run through a brick wall for a woman like that. And in today's society, unfortunately, those type of women that carry that sort of mind state are becoming few and far in between. Huh. So, now you have to kind of in the work you're doing, brother, I consider it to be God's work because you not only speak to men, but you speak to the sisters as well that may listen to what you're saying. Like, OK, you know what? Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I need to operate like this. Maybe I do need to connect with my, my brothers and try to come to an understanding to where now black men and black women can now coexist with each other in a healthy manner to where now relationships will become more prevalent and become more heavier to where now black men and black women are now moving on the same page. But, and when we are on the same page, we're a dynamic force. Let me ask you this now, because you you delving into some really deep waters right now. If a man, Talk to me, brother. If a man can cultivate a sense of inner peace, mm-hmm. does he not call into his presence a woman of peace? Does does she not reflect his inner chaos? Mm. Because if the man is the head 
If the man mm-hmm. is the sun and she's the moon and she's reflecting the sunlight, whatever mm-hmm. is problematic within him, does he? It, I'm, I'm asking. I, I don't know. You tell me. You know what, brother? It's um, I, I kind of have a skewed uh, view of of, of the, the question, and only because um, if you remember the the, the story that I, I told you about my past and whatnot, mm-hmm. I um, I did have you know what you would call um, or I tried to operate on, you know what um, I'm, I'm I am the leader. You know, it wasn't no trying. I was the leader. I was uh, had a humble spirit, uh, a calm spirit. It's just I just connected with the wrong person, so that can, can you know it can, the water can become murky because but Jay, you can come in Jay, with the I, I gotta stop you, I gotta stop you brother. There is no wrong person. You never connect with the wrong person. See, mm. it's the wrong person in our definition because we'll say it didn't work out or it it didn't go mm-hmm. right for me. But at the same time, we'll say every situation you go through has a lesson enveloped in it, right? There's a lesson mm-hmm. in every difficult situation you ever go through, right? So if there's a lesson, mm-hmm. some people say the lesson is the blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if the lesson is the blessing and you were blessed by learning more about yourself, then you can't say that that wasn't a situation you needed to go through. That was a stepping stone. You see what I'm saying? That was a stepping stone to the next level of your evolution. You had to go through it in order to get Mm. the lesson and matriculate higher. Now, see, this is why I said most people don't have a spiritual view on relationships they'll say it was the wrong if the universe is fine-tuned now 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 scientists know this already the universe is fine-tuned it is so finely tuned that they even theoretical physicists have to say well uh, it had to have a designer now they'll say designer because they don't want to say god because that you know most you know a lot of uh, physicists are atheists. They don't believe in God. So yeah. they have to, they, it's so finely tuned that if any one of those universal constants that Einstein talked about were off just a little bit, there could be no life. Mm. That's how finely tuned the universe is. So you mean to tell me the universe is finely tuned to a gnat's butt hair, but your relationships <laughs> aren't? <laughs> Ooh, well said, brother. Do you see? Do you see? Oh, I got the wrong person. No, you didn't. You got the right person at the right time for the lesson you needed in that moment. So, brother, you said a uh, 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 the blessing. The blessing came with the lesson. The blessing and the lesson are synonymous. Mm. See, me selfishly, brother. I kind of guess you know what I never. Even though I did learn and I did take that and grow, I guess the selfish portion of me was kind of looking at it from the perspective of, you know, uh, why I was, you know, I wanted it to be this. And you played me. It was kind of like time wasted. I I didn't get what I was supposed to get. That's your ego. Mm. 
See, Dr. Mark Goulston said it another way. He said the hardest thing to break up when you lose somebody is to break up with an outcome that was promised to you that you never got. So you might have been thinking, oh, we were supposed to be this. We were supposed to have kids. We were supposed to blah, blah, blah. That's the hardest part of the breakup because the people can leave instantly uh, i'm not calling you no more i'll block you or i we we can stop talking tomorrow but the hardest part mm-hmm. to break up is what we said we was going to do that never happens the outcome that is never achieved do you see bars bars do you see hey you brother jay survival scrolls brother <laughs> hey brother i appreciate you jay much love for bringing la in the building when we come forward i gotta talk to my sisters they on the line if you want to call all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 pretty woman i know y'all never heard that verse al green pretty woman my playlist is my co-host we're talking about basically Pretty privilege. And then, you know, men, you know, they, they do it too. Somebody's going to call in and ask me about it. But you know that it is not a show unless I mention Krishnamurti. Krishnamurti puts it this way. There is the beauty of outward form. Tasteful clothes, nice pictures, attractive furniture or no furniture at all, with bare, well-proportioned walls, windows that are perfect in shape, and so on. I'm not talking merely of that, but of what goes to make up this inward beauty. Surely, to have this inward beauty, there must be complete abandonment the sense of not being held, of no restraint, no defense, no resistance. But abandonment becomes chaotic chaotic if there is no austerity with it. And do we know what it means to be austere, to be satisfied with little, and not to think in terms of the more? There must be this abandonment with deep, inward austerity the austerity that is extraordinarily simple because the mind is not acquiring gaining not thinking in terms of the more listen to what he's saying it is the simplicity born of abandonment with austerity that brings about the state of creative beauty But if there is no love, you cannot be simple. What? Are y'all listening? (laughs) But if there is no love, you cannot be simple. You cannot be austere. You may talk about simplicity and austerity. But without love, they are merely a form of compulsion. And therefore, there is no abandonment. Only he has love who abandons himself, forgets himself completely, and thereby brings about a state of creative beauty. I want y'all to listen very carefully to what the man is saying. 
Your ego is made up of the material that is used to create this toxic society. You are a product of dysfunction, societal dysfunction. You can't be involved in creative beauty. In other words, the beauty that is within yourself. Because yourself is made up of, oh, I'm beautiful externally, so I deserve this type of treatment. I deserve this type of man or woman. I deserve. It's about acquiring things from others. It's using your your external attractiveness as a justification for being only that. Because I'm beautiful, I deserve the best. Because I'm attractive, I deserve a quality relationship. No. You earn a quality relationship by conquering the ugliness within. That's creative beauty. That's what Krishnamurti, he's talking about abandoning the self that society made. Abandoning the ego. A girl this pretty. You, 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 you hear people use toxicity. A woman that pretty shouldn't have to work for nothing. What is that saying? Her beauty pays the way through life. Are y'all listening to what the man is saying about beauty? Most of us are outwardly beautiful, but inwardly ugly. Most of us are afraid of our true selves. That very fear of confronting your ugliness, your internal ugliness, that very fear emboldens your inner ugliness and i don't care how attractive you think you are some this is where steve harvey come in it don't matter how fine a woman is there's a man somewhere that is sick and tired of her that's what he meant he might not have articulated it that way but that's what he meant and the same applies for men you got men running around who think they are attractive, who've been told they are attractive, and they think they don't have to really show up in a relationship because the options are so heavy. Do you understand? There's so many, there's so many options. Listen, I ain't got to do no work. If you don't do the self-work, you remain ugly. And I'm talking about on the inside where it counts. Can you imagine a woman exceedingly beautiful but has done the inner work? Can you imagine what kind of beauty she's going to resonate in your house? And the same applies for men. When I come forward, I'm sorry. All ladies, all the time, they're on the phone lines. We're going to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, your brother Zoe Williams back in the building it's all ladies from here on out. We've got sisters on the line that want to talk about this pretty girl privilege or this pretty privilege or this beauty privilege. Yeesh. Let's talk about it. we got sisters on the line. Atala from Houston, Texas has been on the longest. Get in here. Hello. What are your thoughts? Give it to me. Give it to me. 
Okay, so real quick, to address your question, um, it's pretty, pretty privileged, mostly supported by insecure men. And then True also raised a similar question, so I'll answer both of y'all. Uh, it's supported by society at large, ah. right? Dowries are still a thing. Really? So, well, think about it. I mean, like, I can only speak from a woman's perspective, but even as a little girl at the age of two, three, four years old, you know that you're going to get more kisses and hugs and people are going to pick you up if you're dressed in a pretty little dress and bows in your hair and all of that. Like, we're groomed for this. So what you're really tackling, in my opinion, is society in general, capitalism, relations, all of that. Like, it's it's a much bigger question, in my opinion, I think you can ask. Um, but in terms of pretty privilege, there's a huge dark side to that, too, because you're encouraging competition within um, within women. And we also uphold that as women as well. So like you said, in terms of getting jobs, right, I, I get free stuff all the time. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm mean, like, whatever the case may be, like, it's, it's encouraged to be that way because, um, I believe that we benefit from it and men benefit from it, benefit from it by proxy as well. If they've got the pretty woman on their arm, they're going to get higher paying jobs, better positions as well. Huh. So I don't, I don't know. I don't see the surprise here. I, I think it's pretty evident. Oh, I love it. I mean, we needed your perspective. I've been waiting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what you just did, though, right? I brought Houston in the building. Come on. You brought Houston, Texas in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Cali Soul, Denver, Colorado. Hey. Yes, long time no here. How are you, love? I know, right? I'm well, thank you, brother. How are you? I'm good. What are your thoughts on pretty privilege? Very good. Um, pretty privilege absolutely exists. I've had the fine privilege of being a late bloomer because of my insecurities early on, so I didn't realize I was pretty. And then once I did start to realize it, um, I was like, wow, why haven't I been able to capitalize on this? Because I had girlfriends that could, you know, work it. They would get all kinds of things. And then I realized that because I was a late bloomer, I took my time and I actually did my inner work. So now the inner work matches the outside. So I think when people see me and, you know, trust me, I get I get women hitting on me. I get women telling me I'm beautiful. I get men. I get it from all around the place. I, I sit and I witness people just sitting there looking at me enamored. And what I think that they're attracted to now is the full spectrum of everything. I think they really are attracted to the energy. And then they're like, Oh my God, this woman is beautiful as well. So. Right. I love that. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I'm glad that I didn't, um, know how cute I was earlier on because I probably would have been a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Um, why would that have made you a hot mess? I want to know. Um, I think earlier on, I I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't mature enough to to really stand in it. So I would have learned from my you know my nasty little girlfriends that I had around me how to garner whatever I wanted with my pretty. But because 
again, late blooming, it was like I actually had the time to do the inner work and to witness um, in, in a judgmental way how ugly that was. Like, I always was like, yo, y'all are crazy. This is ridiculous. Wait, and now, wait, now you got me thinking. What about okay. Lori Harvey? Very beautiful girl, but mm-hmm. clearly out here testing the waters. Testing the waters of perception. Because mm-hmm. she, she wouldn't be able to do none of this if she wasn't very beautiful. Right? Right. So, you know, she was she was with Michael B. Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Tossed him to the side. <laughs> She's with another brother. They just broke up. And the rumors and, you know, the perception about her. At some point, do you think that pretty privilege that she has might wear off? Absolutely. If she doesn't have nothing going on the inside. But that's another thing, like, that that happens sometimes to pretty women. Sometimes when you're a beautiful woman, people also don't get to the innards of you because they so focus on the outside they might you know i've had folks tell me that i ooze sexuality and i'm like i'm not trying to come on to you i'm just sitting here having a conversation you know so sometimes i think everyone's experiences that they carry along with them right from the past they're bringing it into the present so they might be judging one and i don't know much about Lori hardy i haven't heard much about her other than she's dating around and i think that that's completely normal she should be able to date around and see who she doesn't like and who she does like but i think that the downside of it is she's doing it in front of everybody because she's somebody that everyone's eyes is on right but that woman deserves to to test the waters and see who she does like and who she doesn't like just like any any one of us like yes you know you was talking about bodies and all of that stuff earlier today on the morning show (sighs) and i'm like people need to mind their business and let folks figure it out like my granddad you know told me to know the difference between love and lust yes don't be no fool you know and if and if and if you know that you looking for a little bit of lust and a good time okay enjoy that but don't let it skew your your idea of what love is just because you over here playing with a clown you know that's another thing with when it comes to pretty folks <clears throat> when it comes to men or women, people want to play with pretty. Ooh. And yeah, you want a, a a mate that's gorgeous and all of this stuff. But when it comes to all of the aesthetic stuff, people like to play with aesthetics. Ooh. But when it comes to innards, that's what you want to take home and cherish and build with. You know, yes, you also want that shell to still be beautiful. But when you change your perspective and you're a little more conscious, you're going to be more after the innards. And, you know, the beauty is like the icing on the cake. I knew you would give us something good. Callie Soul, what did you just do? I bought Denver into the house. Denver, Colorado is in the house when we come forward. We're going to go all the way down south. As far south as we can go, I think. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, we're going to be there in a second. Ladies and gentlemen. The V-O-R, you already know what it is. I'm not a big Chris Brown fan, but my daughter is in love with him. So, 
<laughs> this is one of the songs that I actually like. It's on fire. I'm going to give him his credit. He killed it. But tonight's topic, man, has been heavy. And we got callers. I want to get them in here. Mimi from Jacksonville, Florida. Get in here. What are your thoughts hey, on tonight's so. topic? How are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm trying to get myself together for this. Yes. Hey, yes. so. Talk hey, to Hey, everyone. Well, first, this is a great topic, and I agree totally with Cali Soul. Um, I think that the sexiest thing about a woman or a man, but for a woman, it's, it's definitely our minds. You know, we yes. um, beauty fades. Um, you have to cultivate your mind, your spirit, your personality, and your body. Yes. I mean, you know. Yes, pretty privilege is real, and uh, I've often said that if I can um, benefit from pretty privilege, I, how do I want to say this? <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, because you can't take it back. I, um, I probably have. I never really considered myself to be pretty or beautiful. I never thought of myself in that way. How other people have perceived me, that's how they perceived me. I would say I didn't use pretty privilege. You know, I would say I used my uh, my my womanly privilege. Yeah, you know what you. I'm saying? I got you. A feminine wilds. Yes. There you yes. go. Yes, yes, I got you. I got gotcha. Yes, yes. And I just want to say two things. Okay. Jay, the hard six was tough because I feel like men can be, some, not all, very, very aesthetic, very superficial. And if you're not like, you know, super um, social media woman, then you're, you know, you're not like beautiful enough. So when he said she was a hard six, I said he better look like Denzel Washington because that was that was that was his opinion, but that was tough. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Yes, I heard it. But you know, it's a non-judgmental space, and we allow people to say what they need to say. But Mimi, you know what you just did? Yes. What did you do? <laughs> I brought Jacksonville, Florida, in the building. Hey, we appreciate the call, man. What am I? Favorites just called in. Nick from the Sip. Nikki from the Sip. You called in late. I got to get this wisdom, though. Share it with me. What's up, fam? How are you, sister? Please share your I'm wisdom. Because well. I know you got some wisdom for me. Food for thought. I just have a theory. I think we all have the capacity for pretty privilege, but we don't know it. Oh, here we go. Society, upbringing, environment teaches us outward is the place to put the focus. Right. Particularly if you're a male because you're visual by nature. Yes. But the real pretty, I think, that people tend to be attracted to is coming from the light that's on the inside. That comes from Christ for me because that's who I recognize, whoever yes. your deity is. Yes. But it's wrapped in the aesthetically pleasing. Ooh. 
when you do your inner work, you can have the pretty privilege at your disposal at any time. Because then you know that it's really the inside deal to the outside. Yes. And you can command any room when you know that. Come on, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, you got to stop calling so late. I need you early because I need you to stretch out. <laughs> we we can. We just don't know we can because we haven't fostered where the pretty really comes from. The scripture right. says a quiet, peaceful spirit is pleasing to God. Come on. So what man or woman isn't going to be attracted to that light when they see it? Right. Everybody want that. Everybody want but, that. But if it's wrapped in an aesthetically pleasing envelope, yes, that can sometimes be distracting away from the light because then the focus becomes the aesthetically pleasing. Right. The other part of the light doesn't come till later. So I would just like to remind all of us, whether we are aesthetically pleasing or not, that you can be in a position of operating in pretty privilege anytime you want to when you do your inner work. Come on. There we go. Nikki, what did you just do? Oh, the sip's in the building. Happy Monday. Hey, we appreciate you, Nikki, from the sip. She brought Mississippi in the building. Love her insight. Love her wisdom. As with all of the topics, we start the conversation. You finish it. We're not all-knowing, but we want to have these types of conversations. And this was a powerful one. Up next, you already know what's happening. Our girl, your girl, our friend, your friend. She's going to keep the fire lit. It's Jill Monroe and her RSVP show. You already know what it is. I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. I'll be back tomorrow with another slapper. Deuces. Deuces.